0: hello and welcome to the miss rolling podcast as per usual my name is jacob and as per usual i'm joined by jj jj how are you i'm very very good jacob maybe
1: not quite as good as nuno Tavares watching an episode of scooby-doo but i'm pretty good how (laughs) are you (laughs)
0: because he loves dogs that's why how are you jacob i am absolutely fine mate thank you the first the first i i heard or saw of that i had no context i just saw the video you'd posted of the is he drawing a dog? <laughs> um, and I thought you'd lost your, lost your goddamn mind. And I realized it was somebody else who'd lost the goddamn mind. So, yeah, just um, a,
1: a standard day in in the life of a forest supporter. But I'd say for those that don't know what we're on about to search on Twitter Nuno Tavares, but I don't think you really want to. So,
0: leave it up to the imagination. It never rains, it woofs, mate. It never rains, mm. it woofs. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Too much. Anyway. Um, so uh <laughs> we'll start off by saying a huge thank you to Ruby uh for doing a fans view vlog for the Blackpool replay in the FA Cup on Wednesday night. Correct. Correct. And then to Richard Stewart and Johnno for doing the same for Brentford away on Saturday. Um I thoroughly enjoyed watching them. Um uh, I'm I know JJ did. Um yeah, just... Your
1: tone there made it sound like I didn't. I love them both. They were great. Uh Put us to shame. Ruby is a, a student at New York University and took editing privileges off me for this one, which was quite nice, and did a smashing job. So very, very good, and it was fun to watch. And Richard Stewart and Jono are returning legends. They did our first ever A Fan's View uh, when they went to the Wolves game. So Greats have them back. Mm-hmm. And they've delivered the goods again. They said it was a difficult sequel, but I think they delivered
0: the goods. They, they, well, neither the lads or, or Ruby, they don't mess about, do they? Quite clearly. They don't mess about. They don't mess about. They do. They're good at they what they do. Work. Better than us. <laughs> Definitely better than us. <laughs> um, so I've got notes here uh, from JJ on the agenda, and it literally says, we won't discuss Blackpool, old news. Um, all I want to say on the game is I find it, mesmerizing that a 3-2 extra time away victory in the in a replay of the cup could be as boring as it was um i think we were you know i think we were good value for the 2-0 lead and i think they were too good value for getting it back to two all they probably should have won when Karimoko dembélé fluffed that chance but yeah i think i don't want to say we're lucky to go through but you know i, I think I don't think I would have been upset if Blackpool had gone through.
1: I don't know why I bothered writing. We'll not discuss Blackpool because it's old news. But yes, uh, I never want to see nor hear the word Blackpool again for a very long time, or at least until we draw them in the cup next season. So <laughs> absolutely boring. <laughs> what a waste of two weeks. Um, yeah, it's like we've got the job done. That's all that matters.
0: On to Bristol City. But before that, obviously... It's Ivan Tony Day, wasn't it? It was Ivan Tony Day. As every man dog, dog sorry, Nuno Uh every man dog, and 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 I don't know Portuguese left back would tell you, it was Ivan Tony Day. Um, I've got some pre-match stats here. I've got two. Um, so Brentford had lost seven of their last eight games, uh, as a result, slipped from ninth to 16th, being three points above the. But they only just. Were they only just? Were they below us? They were only just. Wow. Okay, uh, and then this is this is the proper mind-bending one. This is when you realise how long away we've been from the Premier League. Forrest had won their last two Premier League games, last winning three in a row in the division in May nineteen ninety nine. Away from home, the tricky trees could, could have won successive top flight out, top, top flight outings for the first time since April nineteen. We've not sorry nineteen ninety five under Frank Clark. We've not won more than one game away from home in a row since nineteen ninety five. Apparently, and that's when I was
1: two years old.
0: That's a very long time ago.
1: Oh, it uh, okay, it's bleak. Okay, okay, that was yeah, we can worry about financial fair play and someone moving some foam on a football pitch. But when you think yep. about it in that context, it's been very bleak for a very long time. So, yes, I guess we're we're
0: okay, aren't we? Yes, I mean, looking at the form that you've put on the screen there, I I think it's. I think it's clear that we were going to get a performance you know I think the Bournemouth game we were I don't want to say cheated I think we were maybe cheated out of a out of a out of the chance of getting a result if that makes a, if that makes sense um obviously I think Dominic Solanke was just, he's just a very good striker a very good form as well Spurs game I don't think was that bad I just think we didn't react and then the Wolves game I thought was was pretty good so all in all I think we were actually in pretty good form um, I don't think I'd seen any of their previous games, but losing to Crystal Palace is never good, is it? Or Sheffield United? No. For those that are listening, we've got uh, stats on screen, which
1: is the last five games for each team. And at Brentford's last five prior to the Forest game, they had five losses in a row. Obviously extended a bit further than that, as Jacob mentioned, but their last five were a loss to Crystal Palace, Wolves, Aston Villa, Sheffield United and Brighton with Forest's last five being two wins against Man United, Newcastle, two losses against Bournemouth and Spurs, and a draw against Wolves. But as we enter Nuno territory, Bournemouth onwards, I think the thing that I felt headed into this game is, obviously it was built up as quite a big game given their proximity to us and the financial fair play and the need to get a few points because we don't know our punishment, all of that, but... I think the thing that Nuno's instilled in us already is the feeling that you can go to sort of anywhere in the Premier League and pick up some points. So I thought given their form, given our upturning form, Blackpool aside, I don't really think cup games count because I think sometimes it's difficult for teams to really get into second gear or certainly look that way. But yeah, I thought it, we were lined up pretty nicely to get something from this game and uh Obviously the starting lineup got announced, Jacob. And what were your thoughts on that? Um
0: I still don't understand how Matt Turner is coming in. Uh I'm not saying that Vlack is necessarily a better goalkeeper. I'm not saying that he is necessarily the answer going forwards. I just know that Matt Turner has an absolute stinker in him. And I don't and I, I think Vlack was alright for the Blackpool games. I know we were playing Blackpool, but you know, it was okay. Uh, and then Montiel for Williams, um, which I think Montiel's been pretty pretty decent form at the minute. Not that Necker Williams has been bad. And then obviously Origi, Felipe, Langa, Morgan gives white, all out injured, Aina Sangare, Orié, Bolly, Nirkate, Kawate, and all at the AFCON. Obviously, that doesn't include Tiwa as well. He was injured
1: still. Yeah, yeah, it's bleak. <laughs> I mean, looking at that bench alone, you know, it's looking very bare, very thin on the ground. It's, it's not looking too good. Um, I was My thoughts were I was amazed that Turner got a start. And I know that Blackademos hasn't really inspired anybody that he's the answer in the last two games against Blackpool and more so in the first game at, at the City ground. But mm. I still thought it was a good chance for him to get a run of games under his belt and try and stake a claim for being the best of a very bad bunch. Yeah. I was amazed, Turner's in there. Um, I sort of thought his days might have been done, but here we are, and I think we're sort of going to be in a cycle where every two games it feels like we're going to start sw- swapping keepers because we've made enough of a mistake to to change. So I don't know what the answer is, but I think really, like even if you put Vlachodimos here, I think the answer is neither. Um, but I personally would choose him over Turner. But then again, you know, it's like I say, best of a bad bunch, and. Personally, I think the rest of the team picks itself. I'm not too sure about Tavares. He's the only one that I would consider uh, debating. I think toflo has been very good, but you know, I think the team does pick itself. And I'm I feel like Nuno made quite a brave choice going for Amabamadeli and Murillo um, as a centre back pairing because obviously they're very young. It's a Premier League debut for Amabamadeli, and they've only just played together for the first time against Blackpool. So I guess it is quite risky. Normally, Murillo has a bit of experience alongside him, sort of dragging back in as he's still not played very many games. So, a bit of a risk, but I thought, you know, you look at the bench, you think you've not got really many options to come off it and change the game, but I think we should have enough on it, on the pitch, to make the difference. And I think, Jacob, we did. We started very brightly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, with, with, we got a goal pretty much straight out the, out the, out the gate, didn't we? A, I want to say a sweet strike from Danilo, but I think there may have been an element of, of, of a slight scuff of it, the way it came off his foot. Um, but yeah, it's, it was just—it was nice to see that happen. Obviously, but you know, it's just on Ivan Tony Day. It was—I think it was very important to get a strong start, and especially with the bench we've got, with not much, not being able to bring much on. I think it's, it's very important to get a strong start um, and, and kick on from there. Yeah,
1: I think you're being very harsh there. I think it was a lovely finish. Uh, Took it on his thigh, (laughs) volleyed it past Flecken, who I think is up for debate as possibly being in the the company of Blackademos and Turner as one of the worst keepers in the league, just from what I've seen of him this season.
0: Going from David Rea to Flecken, it's almost as bad as going from Dean Ensign and Kalon Navas to Matt Turner.
1: Samba to Henderson to Navas to Matt Turner to Blackademos to Matt Turner to Blackademos to Matt Turner. It's difficult. Samba to Henderson
0: to Navas. To... <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. But yeah, I think a great start. I thought we looked really bright. And I think that early goal gave us a lot of confidence and we were knocking it about well. And I thought, I'm liking the look of this. This is a forest that I like to see. It felt like a bit of a different team to the one, the way we started under Cooper. Um... So, yeah, we we looked dangerous. We looked good. And I thought, you know, you would dampen the crowd. They're not really in a rich vein of form at the minute. So now's our chance to capitalise and maybe just grab another and put them to bed early doors. But we support Nottingham Forest,
0: don't we, Jacob? We do, mate. We do. And then uh, Oral Mangala drop, drops, drops his man to give a free kick in a dangerous position. Um, yeah, I think it was... It was written in the stars, wasn't it, this kind of position. It was pretty pretty similar to what he did to his last year. Um, Now, I must admit, live, I was in in my my local pub. Um, I didn't see the school duggery live. I just saw the free kick and then kind of looked up and then next thing you know, it was in the back of the net and I was kind of ranting and raging around, you know, no goalkeeper should concede that goal. And I stand by that comment. Um But I'll, I'll come back to school schooldoggery in a minute. Because I Want to hear your opinion, JJ? But yeah, it's it's written in the stars that that was going to happen. But I think it's I it's it's not a venomous strike. It's a really good height, and it's nowhere near the corner. I no keeper should concede that, in my opinion.
1: Cool. First things first. Did not expect to hear the word schooldoggery today. I feel like <laughs> we've been teleported back to the Victorian nice era. There you go. <laughs> very toast of london um i just thought it was a shambles uh and this is if you give someone like ivan tony who is was a fantastic striker wait are you doing a live recreation jake what's going on
0: no get me water.
1: just get your water okay if you're giving uh ivan tony is a very very good striker the chance to just pass it into the net like that you're gifting them it. It falls into the category of two words, Jacob, which I think I say every podcast and those words are gone. All right. Okay. Avoidable goals. It's not really <laughs> the back and forth. Part <laughs> I was hoping for here. Um, avoidable goals. More of a catchphrase, sorry. Uh, we need to work on it. I think, but yeah, I, I say it every podcast now It's frustrating. And yeah. I think Turner who's to blame for setting that wall up. Is it Turner? Is it defender? It, Depends how we're set up and who takes charge in that situation, regardless of, as you've mentioned, schoolduggery. I think uh, even if he has moved it a yard to the right, if that free kick was originally a yard to the right, you'd set up to be able to save it still, surely. So it just felt so avoidable, regardless of whether he moved the ball or not. The wall was set up in a very pathetic way. I don't think Turner even tried and Hudson-Odoi certainly didn't try just floating his leg out and Yates jumped forward and almost forward and a bit to the side so I think all around whether he can pinpoint the blame solely on Turner or not I'm not too sure he's got a massive percentage of the blame for it in my opinion but all around I think it was very weak uh, frustrating and avoidable
0: yeah I mean I think they set the wall up right to where the ball was um the fact that nobody in a red shirt noticed that the ball had been moved, I find absolutely hilarious. Um, there is that video, isn't there, of Ryan Yates telling Matt Turner what he's going to do, as in low and round under-ish the wall type thing. Um I, I will take nothing away from Ivan Tony so far as it's a very clever free kick. Um it's a bit like the Kevin De Bruyne score one against Cardiff in, in the cup, I think a few years ago, where he's literally, he noticed their wall jumps really high. So he's gone under the wall, that kind of thing. Um, but I think this is a really clever, ingenious free kick. However, and whether you stand on the point of, we should have noticed and and dealt with it better or the keeper, should, in my opinion, the keeper should never concede that blah, blah, blah. The fact of the matter is Ivan Tony moves the ball a yard to the right and and, and, Not only that, the damning thing for me is he he scoops up the spray and he wipes the spray underneath the ball a yard to the right. I don't think the referee should see that. I don't think it's the referee's fault that the referee's marking out the players going backwards, he's looking at other things. It's not the referee's fault. Could the linesman have seen it? Maybe not. But VAR has absolutely no excuse. Now, I know this, this whole thing of, I think they couldn't intervene because they don't intervene on free they don't they don't interfere on free kicks or it was, the ball was dead or something like that. But I'm I'm sorry, it's just it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. There was a goal at the City Ground, and I'm going back a few years. Uh, it was at it was at the Bridgeford end, uh, Bridgeford stand end, and uh, we've taken a corner and the, and the, the the miss from the Trent blew the ball. And it was the ball had like rolled forward as the corner taker took it, took ball in. Joe Warhol had it in the back of the net. Referee disallows it because the ball was rolling. Is that, is, I know the ball wasn't moving, but the ball was moved. Is that, you know, is, are we, is this the point we get to now where things like that are just fine? You know,
1: yeah. Say, I know Yates was slightly in front of his line that he got sprayed. Say he stole a yard more as. Tony took the free kick and it hit Ryan Yates. What happens in that situation? I think the referee would ask for a retake. Yep. The, if the, taking the, penalty...
0: That's then that's then the referee's problem that he hasn't given a, he hasn't told them to retake the free kick or whatever or whatever the, the punishment is for being off your line at a free kick. Again, if taking I the penalty, think...
1: the keeper, if he
0: steals a yard, what happens? You have to retake to it if he's
1: not on his line. Yeah. When you're taking a corner, like you've just said, I think our game was QPR. I think I was there might not be, yeah, but I mean, I mean lolly at the corner um but yeah. you've taken a corner and you move it outside the quadrant, it's you know either you've got to retake it or you know they get a free kick like you could talk about it a lot of the pundits, I think purely because it's Ivan Tony saying it's genius and really clever, but I think it's just a bit shit of him, and I think the steel in the yard, I think you're always looking for little fine margins and advantages in football, but I think moving the foam is probably the worst part of it to um, trick the referee that that was where the original ball placement was. Um, but, you know, if it is caught in VAR and if it was a VAR remit, it's going to be extremely difficult for them to place that ball um, in the exact same spot, obviously. But I think what it would give is the opportunity for the to to respond yeah. in real time and be dynamic to the situation and, yeah. you know, move appropriately because if you think the war was set up for the original placement of the ball, how no Forest player caught that, I don't know. I think we need to certainly be switched on to that sort of thing. Um, I can see this happening again, and I can see this being punished more or the goal being ruled out. I think we were unlucky to sort of be the first one that it's that prominent to be caught. But uh, I just felt the whole situation was avoidable, be it moving the ball be it setting the wall up, it just felt weak, and we'd gifted them a chance back into the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, also like Ivan Tony's just done an eight-month ban for. I I, I don't know how, I don't know what in the classic on the what classification you'd call it cheating, but betting against you know, for and against your own team is a level of cheating. Right, so we got an eight-month ban. He really going to come back and do that? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like. It's literally that is premeditated he's picked the ball up he's moved it to the side He's moved the pet the spray back underneath it i i yeah I, I i you know i had i had a chat with a, a friend of the podcast Hamish who we've had on before who's a west ham fan and he he thinks it's a, a kind of a much ado about nothing he's he's kind of i don't really don't really see what we're we're bothered about and compared it to uh, a fullback stealing. I don't know five yards for a, for a throw-in or whatever you know, and I just don't think it's comparable. I think the the consequence of taking a throw-in five ten yards further up the pitch compared compared to having a clearer shot on goal is uh, uh, inconsequential. I think what Forrest are hoping to get out of having written to the PGMOL, I, I don't really know. Hopefully they just want an answer. They're not going to try and make. What's a- the point? Why? Why do we keep they're doing gonna, this? We're never going to change, are they? There's no, you know, you know, everything, everything about football, is particularly in this country has gotten better, apart from the standard of refereeing, hasn't it? And VAR's just it, made, VAR has just muddied that water rather than making it better. Yeah, um,
1: I, I it, just think writing to the PGMOL all the time is just—it feels very sport child yeah. boy cried wolf, blah blah blah. I think I even saw that they're. Written to them about the, the Neil Morpay handball, which we'll discuss later on, but it wasn't. And clear angle, um, I think those in the stadium were shown a replay that made it look like it was, but obviously you look back now and it certainly wasn't. So I hope we haven't written to them about that because then it gets into the category of do we just write to them every time we can see the goal? And in the way it's currently going, they will be writing a lot of letters. I don't think they've got enough paper. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get why. Uh, for me, it just. Paints is in a bad way, and you get it just makes you look like a bit of a crybaby side, if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I suppose, you know, we we get to half time, they had a shot that hit the other side of the crossbar. Uh, all eyes on the referee looking at his watch, but I don't think it was ever actually particularly close to going over the line, was it? Um, and then at half time, I, I think, you know, you've written here a mix of the good and the, the good, the bad and the ugly. I, I completely agree. I think on reflection, it was probably a pretty good half um we we had some chances we were you know we were we were positive i think it was very important to come out in the second half and 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 get on the front foot again and what happened jj
1: well i think uh, just to go back to half time i think you know it, we did start brightly and we looked to gain confidence and we were playing some nice football and we were getting into attacking positions and I liked what Hudson and Doyle was doing. I liked what Danilo was doing in particular. I liked what Chris Wood was doing. There was some nice link-up play. I think we were we're doing all right. But then the the latter stage of that, following Tony's goal, it just sort of crumbled a bit, and we spent the rest of the half defending, which felt like we'd built up a platform and all that. For the foundation was built, and then you know the confidence was there, and we just sort of let it crumble with an avoidable goal, and spent a lot of it defending. So I thought second half you know, we do have to come out with a bit more spunk in us. Um a bit of fight. <laughs> um but Is he drawing a we dog? did. Is he drawing a dog? But we did. Uh we did because Mangala got himself into a very good position prior to them scoring. Um it's a very difficult chance and interesting execution for the back kill. Again, Danilo doing some great work for that move. I thought watching it live, I thought it was in. Uh, I thought it'd be a fantastic goal. Um, but we were still threatening, and then as is the forest way, momentum swiftly called by a corner or a set piece, failing to deal with a set piece in a Brentford goal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Montiel just loses his man. I don't think I don't think it's anything cleverer than uh is it Ben Ben Me kind of shrugs him off and he gets he gets Kind of almost forced backwards into a mire of forest players, and then then me as a free header at goal. I, I don't think it's anything cleverer than that at all. Um, defensively naive, 100%. Um, yeah, it, it's just one of its uh, avoidable goals, JJ. Avoidable goals, mate. No, it's catching on, it's, it's catching on. on. Uh, um, it's yeah, avoidable it,
1: it looked to me like a set piece straight from the training ground. Um, Montiel didn't stick with his man. Marillo waited for the ball to come to him and looked flat-footed to me. And I think is it start to question. We starting to question him airily uh, or defensively from these situations. Um, I think he's a brilliant player. It's difficult to sort of throw any criticism at him, but uh, I think he. We're we're sort of his. Uh, He's adapting to the game in real time at this club at the minute because he's obviously not played too many professional games. So he is going to make a few mistakes and be a bit naive at times. And I think this is a circumstance that was. And it was uh, just an easy set-piece goal for them. And Forrest's failure to prevent a set-piece goal continues. And it's something (laughs) we certainly need to improve on very quickly because before you know it, early goal in good foundations lead to being behind brentford leading 2-1 from nowhere
0: yep absolutely and it's it's a shame because i thought against blackpool uh, offensively we were pretty good um from set pieces um but yeah it is it, it is painful when you see we yeah, i mean i think i think i i take the west ham game with a pinch of salt because west ham paid 30 million pounds for somebody for the best set piece taker in the country so you know it's you know it's kind of swings and roundabouts, but some of the ones we do concede are, are mind-bendingly bad, like this one. Um, and then, with a with a with a wave of Callum Hudson-Odoi's magic wand, he puts the ball into the box, and Chris Wood gets a death touch on it, and it's 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 the perfect perfect headed goal, isn't it? It's it's just just really really fantastic and did you know, did great to start the move, hold off some Brentford plays before getting it out wide to Callum Hutton, a doy. And just, just a, again, just a, a, a fantastic goal.
1: Great goal. Absolutely great goal. And you think you could class that as vintage Chris Wood, uh, mm. someone who, of which I tweeted after the game, I think it was yesterday I tweeted, but has completely made my opinion U turn on him. Um, and I'm going to put him in the category with Ryan Yates, of a player that I'd written off, didn't think was fit for purpose, and is now completely proving me wrong and showing that I know absolutely nothing. So, yeah, it's, he's, he's a great player, Chris. What I really like what he's doing. I think since Cooper went, I've noticed a stark difference in the way he operates. And maybe it's because we're giving him the service or he's capitalising on the service a bit better or bringing him into the game a bit more. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, his link-up play has been brilliant. And I ask you the question now, Jacob, if Tywo comes back in his match fit tomorrow, does Chris Wood get dropped for Tywo instantly? I don't think it's that simple anymore.
0: Um, if he, Well, obviously, if you'd asked me this question a few weeks ago, it would be, uh, of course he does. But I'm th- I, i I'm, I'm still yet really to see how Nuno wants to play. I'd be interested to see if Tywo coming back means he might swap to some kind of three-five-two or something. 3-4, three, three, I don't know, whatever, 5-5. Five, five, 3-2 or something something like that. I'd, I'd be interested to see if they're, if they're both playing. Was that someone's phone number? What happened there? <laughs> Don't ring it because they'll get mad at us. The way around it would be because when Tywo is back with theoretically we could have some of the AFCON guys back. We're looking a lot stronger than I think, and we could see Tywo's pace and poach and Chris Wood's link up and target could could work really, really well with Alanga and a Adoy flying down the wings. Uh, back three with Bolly, Omo, Olo, Sorry, I keep getting who is the commentator Omo Bamidele? Oh Driving God, that's was right it? Face. it? Uh, and Marillo. That, that's a really strong looking team with you know three of any of the pick of kind of Sangaro, Yates, um, Mangala, Danilo. We've got a, that's a strong strong starting eleven there. Yeah. So my my answer is I don't know,
1: or or a starting sixteen that I think you've just listed, but yeah yeah, yeah 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 you know uh, we've got a really
0: yeah. good core, core of a core of a team there.
1: Yes, what was the original point we were talking about? Because I got thrown by you would, just say numbers.
0: Just say numbers. Would, oh yeah, Chris would
1: start. Uh, yeah, I think it's testament to him that the answer isn't that straightforward anymore yeah. because obviously the the original answer was of course Tyra comes straight back in. So really like what he'd done and. Obviously, Danilo, brilliant. He had a great game. I think he was the best player on the pitch, Danilo. Um, well, apparently not if you're Sky Sports, but uh, he was back to his best, I felt, and I think his work rate, and he did create quite a few chances, but it was a lovely cross from Hudson-Odoi, lovely header, vintage Chris Wood. 2-2. Did you still think at this point we were going to take anything from the game? Did you think we were going to go on to win it or get a point? Or did you oh, think I didn't we'd do what losing. we did?
0: Didn't see us lose him. I didn't think we played badly at all objectively throughout the game I didn't think we we played badly um I thought we were good value for the two all uh Mangala then has a chance afterwards is this is this that's the counter attacking one where is it where woods nods it down to him and he slams the volley wide yeah, one, Sli- yeah. Sort of slices it top right past the past the post I was waiting for the net to rattle when 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 he took that shot I thought that was great play we were still pushing forwards um and then they they score a great goal i i you know it looked like handball initially um all the replays they showed before they disallowed it looked like it was handball and then they showed a replay after they sorry all the all the all the replays before they allowed it looked very much like handball and then after they var gave it they showed a replay and it was clearly not handball um yeah so that's fair enough i think it was i don't i don't know what we could have done better on that maybe got a bit tighter to him but he's very far out matt turner's not to blame it's a quick quick low shot in the corner just sometimes you have to just
1: yeah getting tighter certainly or throwing them off balance or something or stopping outside. the cross but it's a brilliant finish he's very so think...
0: isolated he's very isolated outside the box i mean if if he gets tight to him, then he can then wheel in behind or play play off and, and make a one two or something. So I, I see why there was a bit of a gap between them, but yeah, I don't...
1: great, just a great finish on it. And mm-hmm. I think paid from what I've seen of him when he was at Everton, not brilliant. Um He's Brentford through, through, isn't he? That lad and. Um... I think he said in an interview he don't want to go back. Maybe that was a fake interview, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to know with Twitter these days, but uh, I don't think he's the most prolific goal scorer for Brentford currently, and uh, allowing him to do that, slightly criminal, but
0: good finish, what can you say? A, just a great finish.
1: And then, and then we get 10 minutes at of time, Jacob, and, time to, well... and plenty of time to capitalise on it and maybe get something back, but it was awful.
0: It was very, very similar to the Bournemouth at a time. I think. I think we just that was the only just that was the only disappointing thing for me from the Bournemouth game was obviously aside from the the red card that was nonsense. But I think it was just a waste, not a waste, but we didn't really try and capitalize on 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 the you know they're three two up at home. They're desperate for a win. Tony's already gone off. You know they they, they they're going to be jittery. Let's let's you know try and. Put a bit of extra effort in. I think I do think the the, the Blackpool hundred and twenty minutes goes against well hundred and thirty, wasn't it? Because it was ten minutes and that goes against us. Um but they also at you know, I know it was a day before, but they also had an extra time uh lost, didn't they, to Wolves? Um yeah. so I, ju- I just think we we fell a bit flat in that extra ten minutes. And I think that, that is maybe an issue with the way that they're doing out of time now where it can be as long as 10 minutes. I don't really know where they got the 10 minutes from, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, it's just just disappointing that we couldn't at least scrape, scrape a chance together against a struggling team. Yeah, and I think
1: on the on the surface of things, the reflection on the entire game, I think we deserve something. I think it's very disappointing and frustrating to walk away from that with nothing for our efforts because I don't think we played bad. I think we played well. Yeah think we deserved and it was justified for us to get something without the frustrating avoidable goals that we've said um it's another 3-2 loss which is becoming Uh frequent and i think it may be one of my least favorite score lines i think any losses are nice but to score two goals away from home and still come out losing something needs to be certainly looked at in that there needs to be an inquest in a lot of things and that's one of them um so Yeah, it's not like we're not creating the chances. We are. We scored two away from home and our attacking play and offensive play looks quite nice. But the switching off or the being a bit naive or the keepers making mistakes, any one of those boxes throughout most weeks and it looks like, you know, that could ultimately cost us in the long run. I know we're still a few points ahead of the relegation zone. I think Luton have a game in hand. Can't remember if that's still the the case.
0: It's the game where they're captain of the heart attack. Right.
1: Is that Bournemouth they were playing?
0: Yeah, was it one all at the time as well? It was a draw at the time. So, So,
1: you know, we're not out of the woods and obviously the thing looming over is that we still don't quite know the punishment for the financial fair play implications. So I think something needs to change. And for me, avoidable goals, a lot of that comes down to the goalkeeping situation. So, Uh, that's a priority for me but they've said they're not going to change it and I know they can't outright say we're going to change keepers because they're both absolute waff but Mm -hmm. because that doesn't instill confidence and then if a move doesn't come off then you know they're just you know going to be very lacking in confidence and possibly worse than they already are so something needs to change um very quickly we need to We've had some great wins against Newcastle, and Man United. I think it was a great chance to build and capitalize on that. Got some difficult fixtures coming up in the next few weeks, so yeah, let's see what happens. We've only a few weeks, a few days left now of the window. It's very irregular for Forrest to go this long
0: without making a signing in the window. Yeah, certainly is now. I think I think you made you made a great point around scoring two goals away from home. I think unless you're playing a top four team. Scoring two goals away from home, you should always get at least a point. Always get at least a point. You, the effort that it takes to score two goals away from home and you come away with nothing is is painful, I think. Um, and then, obviously, Ivan Tony's man of the match, which is just sky waffle, isn't it? It's absolute tripe. You've written here he wasn't even the best striker on the pitch. I don't even think he was the best striker on his own team. Yeah, um, <laughs> it,
1: it, there's only one person getting another the match that day, and Jamie Carragher was always going to give it to Ivan well, Toner.
0: It's not like he's come back from having cancer or something, is it? He was literally betting against his own team, but like for and against his own team. Like he's got an eight month ban because he deserved an eight month ban.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: I'm not. But- I, I I think it was really really nice that he's coming straight into the starting eleven, and Brentford made him captain, and they've made it, they've wrapped their arms around him and. Made him feel welcome, welcome and all that kind of thing, not giving him any stick, despite the fact that he clearly wants to leave the club. Um, etc. But for for Sky Pundits to be that embarrassing and, you know, he, he could have been sent off and I don't know, just robbed the pie off a kid on his way off the pitch. He was still would have got him out of the match. Don't bull him there. Eh. That
1: reminds oh, me of that. No, don't no bull him. Ball him eh. Um yeah. Absolutely. And Tofflow has obviously faced similar, if not not quite as bad charges and has turned that into a positive thing to promote mental health and has got hardly any media traction. Other than obviously local Nottingham uh, media promoting that. And I think it's a positive message that he's spinning. It's not even like Tony's doing that and framing it as a, I'm using this platform and pretending to cheating. Yeah, and well, there is that, but also he's using, <laughs> he's using his return as a platform to do interviews and say I want a bigger club. And I think as Brentford fans can, you know, love him and adore him and welcome red carpet as much as they want. They play he plays for their club, completely fine. You know, if we had someone that was that good that was out for eight months and he'd come back when we were struggling, I think we'd sort of laud him a bit. I'm not sure we'd put the Undertaker music to him and turn the lights off because that
0: is. Absolutely tragic. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> I it only would have been better if they'd done the Chicago Bulls walk on music. If anyone's watched, um, The Last Dance, don't
1: know what that means. Uh, I, there's a clip in the latest of Fans View, um, of Rich Stewart and Jono that are filming that and they're saying how bizarre it is. And they're like B mascot walks past and everyone's singing, What the, fuck the hell is that? It all just felt very bizarre. It felt alternate reality sort of stuff, but yeah, what I'm trying to say is Brentford fans do what you want but the sky sports love fest and the just dedication to showing only him was weird and you mentioned he didn't have cancer but david brooks did and came back and played for bournemouth and he's got no nowhere near the amount of media affection that ivan Tony has and there's only one person getting that man of the match award it was ivan Tony. and other than a like a little free kick which yes clever on his behalf but also bit suspicious he didn't do that much so how did he get them out of the match award i'm gonna file this under i don't care anymore i don't really want to hear brentford their fans have been annoying thomas frank annoys me for no reason and that's upset brentford fans as well they hate that don't know why but uh i just think they're inconsequential they're good they've done very very well with their recruitment and their management, and <laughs> they've done well. They've done very, very well. So, but I yeah. just don't want to see them again. Just, <laughs> no. It's been too much last week. So, of course, we would be the ones that were there for Ivan Tony's big day, but yeah. yeah. I'm bored of it. Who who would you have given Man of the Match to? I think Danilo,
0: myself. I think he was very, very good. Yeah. I probably would have gone Yates, but I think he's I don't know. I think he's just instrumental to how we play. I think we'd trouble without. I'm sure that which opinion is, will go down very well. Is, <laughs> which is something I never thought I'd say. Um, yeah. So, yes. on to Bristol City on Friday night in the FA Cup. That's Friday the 26th. Um, why it's on a Friday night and it's not on TV, I have no idea. Um, there are
1: international broadcasters that pick games um, that show that's it. So that's, that's probably more,
0: why. Good enough reason to make us go to Bristol on a Friday night. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, however, I am going uh with friend of the podcast Reese Meeson. We will be doing a match day vlog. Um, I'm very much looking forward to going to an away game for the first time. Uh uh last time I may it may have been when we lost 3 2 to West Ham in the FA Cup. If anybody remembers mm. that, it was a long, long time ago at the Uh, Upton Park on bowling Grounds. Uh, That was a very long time ago. Um, But yeah, um, we actually both put our starting 11s in and went for the exact same teams, didn't we, JJ? We did. We did, Um, which was
1: spooky, Uh, but there you go. Um, I think it's quite difficult, really, to predict much different given our lack of depth at the minute due to the players either being injured or away at AFCON. Um, But I think this largely picks itself in terms of a
0: bit of rotation and trying a few fresh things out. I think the yeah. only thing that maybe... So, sorry, just just to anyone listening. So the team we picked was uh, Flacadimos in goal, a uh, back four of Neko Williams, Andrew uh Murillo, Harry Toffolo, uh, midfield three of Yates, Mangala and Danilo with hudson Adoy and Dominguez either side of Chris Wood up front. For me personally, I think the only thing that he may, that Nuno may do differently is Montiel and Nuno Tavares for Williams and Toffolo. But I think we're, I think with it being the FA Cup, I think Vladimir in Gold is right. I think Williams and Toffolo will be right for rotation. Uh, but I think the rest of it, I think he will try and keep the core of the team to try and keep some momentum going.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think Black- there'll be people that will you're never going to pick the right answer for who goes in there. And there'll be people watching this screaming at the TV saying, why are you picking blackademos But then the alternative is Turner. So there's no real good answer here. Um, I think you could argue that Turner needs a run of games because it chops and changes every two games at the minute. But Turner needs a run of games to get some momentum. You could argue that Turner's the lead keeper. blackademos is the cup keeper. And we won last time out in the cup. So maybe he deserves mm-hmm. a start. Uh, again, just don't forget any of them. The right answer. Um, Williams and Toffolo, I think, have been unfortunate to be dropped. So, given the fact it's a cup and we're playing Arsenal on Tuesday, I think it would make sense yep. to try them out. Particularly as I think Tavares <sighs> has been shocking and probably wants to go home and watch Cross instead of playing this game. So <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see Toffolo. I think you're drawing a dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only thing that I would have changed originally, but I changed my mind based on the Brentford game. Is I'd have swapped Danilo out for Aguilera.
0: I think it's a good chance yeah. to give him a yeah, bit of a he, shot. He was, he was a shining, sh- shining, uh, oh, I'm trying to say shining light. light in the second half when he came on. I thought that was nice. our bench looks a bit threadbare, doesn't it? So for him to come on and impress, yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, you're asking a lot of him to do anything. So I think he looked impressive against Blackpool when he came on. Yeah. yep, there is definitely a player in there, and I think keep him around the squad keep him learning from these players, and I think in a few years you might have a successor to Gibbs-White when he eventually moves on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you can't really drop Danilo after his performance against Brentford. Maybe you could swap him for Mangala, who looks like he's on his way out anyway, and put Aguilera in that 10-roll. But I think, you know, this or thereabouts, whether it's Williams or Montiel, whether it's Flacadimos or Turner, whether it's Tofflow or Tavares, whether it's Danilo or Aguilera, whoever, Whoever it is, you know, I think we, we should have enough here to beat Bristol. I know they've just beaten West Ham and the cup is comes with its own magic. Uh, but I would like us to just not not blackpool it where we just sort of sit there in first gear, don't really get anything moving or going or any momentum going, do the odd bit of bright stuff, but eventually fall flat and make it a flat game. I think it's a great chance to just, put them to the sword and build up a bit of confidence and momentum ahead of a tough game on Tuesday, which is only a few days later, against Arsenal, who are out of the cup at the minute. So they're going to have a bit more rest than us. Mm. It's an already difficult fixture, made more difficult. So, yeah, I think it's a, a chance to get momentum more than anything and hopefully, you know, get the win and move on in the cup. And maybe it's time for a little bit of a cup run, depending on who we draw. But, yeah, not... I can't say I'm overly infused about Bristol City on a Friday night, but is what it is. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I um, can't wait for that. That then, <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll be
1: better for you being in the stadium. That's it will, sure. mate. It will. And the last time we played I'm Bristol City, called, yeah. last time we played Bristol City away was the infamous two goals after the 90th minute. Lyle Taylor. Lyle Taylor. Whoa! What a memory. That
0: was, the
1: start. that was the start, wasn't it? That was the start of the turnaround. It was the start of it all. I was sat on this very chair watching it at this very desk and I was so excited when that second goal went in. I fell on the floor. I fell back because of my chair. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, one of the best feeling. I don't think I could really sleep that night because I've just felt on top of the world. And that was the start of everything. So could it be, Jacob, the start of everything once more? Could it be? Could it be? Like, no. <laughs> no, it couldn't. But <laughs> well, anyway... Let's see what happens. Predictions for the game. What's your score saying, Jacob? Uh, two one Forest. Ooh, still conceding. I suppose we start most games at one nil down with these keepers, don't we? That's <laughs> uh, I'll say. Yeah. Look who's in goal. Uh, yeah. In, in which case, three three two Forest. Um, now Ooh. I'm gonna go. With, I don't want to see a three two. I want a convincing two nil or three nil. Clean sheet, please. Okay. Don't concede. Don't do anything silly. Just put them to bed. Bring up some youngsters at the end. That's all I ask for. It's not going to be that simple, but very wishful thinking.
0: Very wishful thinking. Well, if you've found us for the first time, thank you very much for sticking it out to this point. We really, really appreciate it. And if you've come back again and 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 again, thank you very much. God bless you. God knows we love you. Hear it!